0: What's going on guys? AB back at it with another episode of That Wrestling Pod. You're probably noticing a little bit of a sound difference if you have been listening to the last couple of episodes. Uh, that's because I upgraded to a different mic, a better mic, to say the least. I uh, went ahead and got a Blue Yeti, and I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, I'm already noticing a difference in the quality uh, of the audio, and uh, uh, hopefully it'll make the presentation a lot better. So if you've been listening to the last couple episodes and uh, you know made it through all of them, uh, even though the quality was pretty bad, uh, I promise from here on out it'll be a lot better. And uh, Like I said, I'm super pumped. I'm fired up to have the Blue Yeti on my side now. Uh, I think it'll bring a, uh, a much better presentation to the pod. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So I wanted to hop on and you know test it out, maybe do an episode. Um, I know I haven't really done these with any kind of consistency. There hasn't been a set day of the week that I've been dropping them. I just kind of come up with a topic that I want to talk about, and just kind of you know hit the mic, turn it on, and uh, call it in the ring, so to speak. But um, you know, there's something I've been kind of struggling with, um, and I don't know if there's anybody out there that started out podcasting and, and struggled with the same thing. And that's kind of a uh, why do people click and listen to my show? You know, why do they want to listen to me talk about wrestling? Um, There are so many wrestling podcasts out there, and to differentiate A to B to C, and and give your time to listen to me talk about something that I am passionate about, you know, it's it's why would somebody do that? And you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I listen to Edge and Christians. I listen to Stone Cold's. I listen to Chris Jericho's. Um, I listen to all the ones with, with uh, Conrad Thompson, the Something to Russell in the 83 weeks. Um, and aside from those two, most of the ones that I listen to um, are guest-centric. You know, Edge and Christian bring guests on, Stone Cold will bring guests on, Jericho will bring guests on. And uh, kind of the common theme that I've found with the guests that they bring on is, um, and what I resonate with the most, is the passion that they have and that's kind of how I connect with a lot of uh, you know my favorite wrestlers guys like a Chris Jericho or an Edge, um, a Stone Cold or, or their guests someone like a Seth Rollins or a Finn Balor, uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, the thing that I connect with the most is their passion for wrestling and when I hear them talk about what got them into wrestling and and you know kind of delve into who they are as people it really resonates with me and I figured you know I touched on it a little bit on the first pod of who I am and and kind of how I got into wrestling but uh, briefly right and and another thing I kind of struggled with, with is why would people care about that and I never really liked talking about myself so to speak and I guess I just want to reprogram that mentality and Uh, Let people know who I am, because I feel like if people know who I am and they kind of connect with me a little better, maybe I will get some people to to click play and uh, maybe I'll get some more interactions uh, with people on on the Twitter. And uh, I just, you know, I think why not come out and talk and kind of let everyone know my story and where I kind of fit in with on all this pro wrestling and uh, why I care about it so much. Um, So if you listened to the first episode of That Wrestling Pod, you heard a little bit about it, and uh, I'm just going to expand on it. So kind of like I said on that episode, um, I started watching in the summer of 2000. Um, I was hanging out with my mom. We were watching TV one Thursday night, flipping through the channels, and we landed on uh, SmackDown. And in the ring was Vince McMahon and The Undertaker. And honestly, I don't really remember the promo that it was, what they were talking about, or really anything on the rest of the show. I just remember being so caught up in it. And I remember when it ended saying, wow, we have to watch next week. I have to see what happens next. And from that point on, um, I was hooked. You know, every Thursday, my mom and I would watch SmackDown for a couple of years there. Uh, and it was kind of a routine. We, you know, it was 6:30. The Drew Carey show would come on. We'd watch the Drew Carey show. We'd order Papa John's pizza, and uh, we'd watch SmackDown every single Thursday. And uh, to me, that was the only thing that I was aware of as far as wrestling went. I didn't know um, for what. You know, they would show highlights, I guess. But I guess that never really clicked with me uh, of Raw and I didn't know that Raw really existed until probably a few weeks later, I had a friend over and we were again flipping channels and we landed on Raw and Too Cool was dancing in the ring. And I was like, whoa, Raw, what is this? And he's like, yeah, raw's is war, this is, this is their main show. And I said, wow, okay. So um, this world just kept getting introduced to me over and over and over in different ways. And um, I don't know, it just, the more I watched it, the more that I became obsessed with it. And I remember months into watching, my mom decided to order SummerSlam, and she uh, she had some friends from work that she brought over, and uh, we all, I had some friends from around the apartment complex, and we'd all kind of get together, and for a while there, we were we were doing the pay-per-views every month, watching SummerSlam, Unforgiven, No Mercy, all of them, um, and again, just the more I watched it, the more I got hooked, that SummerSlam, that first one, everything from the Shane McMahon Steve Blackman match, where Shane or Steve Blackman hits Shane in the back with a kendo stick and he falls off the stage, and then that was the first TLC. And that, you know, the, the Rock and Triple H and Kurt Angle had their match, and I was so captivated by The Undertaker. And, and even though looking back, that match with Kane really wasn't very good, uh, even at that point, the mask ripping off um, from Kane was like a big deal to me because I had only seen him with the mask and as I would you know dive further into that story um it really showed me wow how important that was and how big of a deal that was so that's that's always been uh just I would look back to that SummerSlam as kind of the moment where I said yep this is this is my thing and throughout my childhood, wrestling was really my uh, uh, escape, so to speak, from you know all the stuff that goes on in life that you really don't want to go on in life, or you know whether it's bullies or whether it's uh, you know problems at home or loneliness, lack of friends. I knew that every week I could I could come home and I could watch wrestling and uh, I could just be captivated by this by this world that uh, you know you could kind of live vicariously through it I always kind of uh, was a dreamer and uh, someone that thought that you know the heroics was really cool like I've always really been into like superhero movies you know to this day Marvel movies and Star Wars and stuff like that and to see the triumph of your favorite wrestlers over evil the good versus evil was always uh, it just always resonated with me and I always I always kind of uh I always liked the idea of yeah, just triumphing and, and being this heroic figure, and you know the adulation from the crowd. And uh, the more I watched it, the more I just fell in love with it. I remember back in those days, you could go to video stores and rent tapes. <laughs> I'm only 26, I'm not that old, but that was definitely around when I was a kid. And um, I, I, I remember I would just get every single one I could, um, every pay per view that they had, and you know, every week it seemed I was go, I was going and getting one or two pay per views and. Returning them and getting them, and that's what I did, man. That's what I did. And I, and my mom went and got me all those action figures and the video games. And um, my birthday that year, she got me SmackDown, the very first SmackDown on PlayStation, and I played the crap out of it. And she got me the WWF the Volume Four CD, and I I played that in the background while I played SmackDown, and and uh, I mean, it, it was all I it was all I could do to to just every little bit of wrestling I would soak up and I would watch and I would just absorb and um, you know I would find friends that liked wrestling and we would bond over that and uh, I mean it was really all I cared about at that age all the way really through the later years of my life you know to this day Um, but yeah I remember going back and I would rent um, every pay-per-view that I every, every tape that I could I would get every game that came out later that year we got the Smackdown uh, 2 and that one uh, was so cool because you could unlock so many characters and you'd play the story and uh, and yeah you'd find you'd get like Billy Gunn and the Mean Street Posse and you know all these other guys that weren't on the on the game but every time my friend and I would hop on there we'd play a little further into the story mode and oh wow we, we unlocked the TLC match or whatever and uh, I mean just how excited I got about wrestling um, as a kid, was, I mean, like I said, it was it was my life, it was my passion, it was, it was what I loved, and I don't think that being a wrestler was something I ever really took serious consideration into. Um, maybe more recently, uh, I guess everybody that likes wrestling thinks about it, I'm sure, right? Um, but I, I really just love watching it, and I love. Uh, I love just being captivated by it, and um, you know, there's so much negativity about it, and there's everybody wants to say, "Ah, boo, Vince this, and boo, Triple H that, and Stephanie this, and the WWE sucks." And yeah, there's some validity to to the quality of it from time to time, I believe, but you know, all in all. I don't think it's as bad as people want to make it out to be. I think the internet is just super negative. Um, and I remember when I first kind of discovered the internet. Uh, it was 2005. It was when my mom got a, uh, a computer for the first time at our house. And the first thing I did, sure enough, you know, Googled wrestling. That was what I just what I just wanted to find out wrestling, because I had known about TNA. I had obviously known about WWE and. I was a diehard WWE fan and, um, I, and that was what I wanted to find out more about was wrestling and that was kind of how I found the, the the quote unquote dirt sheets or the, the journalists and I started to learn real backstage info and I felt like I was this cool person that I was kind of in the know right that I could, I, I knew of wrestling terms like gimmick and heel and babyface, and pop and stuff like that and and yeah I guess I just I dove further and further into that, and that was when I kind of learned about the indies and Ring of Honor, and and, and more and more, the more I, de- I dove into it, the more I learned and the more I wanted to know, and um, I mean, that computer that we had was really bad, so, I mean, it was really all I was able to do. I couldn't really watch videos or anything like that, but we eventually did upgrade and get a nicer computer uh, in early 2007, and then that's when I found YouTube, and that's when I kind of found, um more of the independent stuff, and that's when I kind of got introduced to to the negativity, to, so to speak. The you know WWE is bad at this point. I was a pretty big John Cena fan. Um, I remember as soon as he turned babyface in two thousand three, I was all about John Cena, and I was kind of the fan that I was from two thousand until two thousand six. Um, if you were a babyface, I cheered you. If you were a heel, I booed you. Uh, a few exceptions. I think there were definitely a few heels that I I definitely liked, uh, maybe a Ken Kennedy for example, um, Edge, Christian, guys like that, Jericho. But for the most part, if you were if you were a heel, I booed you. If you were a face, I cheered you. And as soon as I as I found the internet and I saw s- statements like John Cena isn't a good wrestler, Hulk Hogan isn't a good wrestler. Blah blah blah, you know Shawn Michaels greatest ever, which I definitely did believe at the time, and you know this guy is great, and why aren't they pushing this guy, and why aren't they doing this with this guy, and this guy doesn't deserve this, and I bought into that. I bought into a hook, line, and sinker. A lot of that was probably age. It's so around that time I was I was I was probably fourteen, and very easily influenced. So if you told me that that John Cena was an awful wrestler, automatically like that, I I believed it and. And I kind of turned on him there. And, you know, rightfully so, he was pretty stale and boring at the time. And he was doing the Superman thing where he was just always winning and always overcoming the odds. And you know, I guess I did f- start to get bored of that stuff. And maybe it was timing of me finding the internet and learning about all of that. But um, I it just, I definitely started to become one of those guys that. Everything WWE did, to me, was bad, no matter what. And and looking back in that era, that, that 07, 08, 09 era, there was a lot of good stuff going on at the time. Um, there was definitely a lot of good stuff going on that I didn't really appreciate because I was so focused on being negative. And it carried, it carried through a, a while there, up until probably 2010, where I think I got fed up enough where... I stopped watching wrestling altogether. And for the first time in 10 years, really, I wasn't tuning in to to anything on on Monday or Thursday or Friday at the time. I wasn't keeping up with the news. I wasn't keeping up with anything. I I had completely shut it out of my life um, for a long time, up until right around when The Rock returned. I don't know if, if they caught me with, we have a big surprise, or if maybe I had just missed it a little bit and happened to tune in. And when I tuned in and I saw, uh, the Rock, oh man, I I got goosebumps and I think the itch came back a little bit. And I tuned into WrestleMania that year and WrestleMania 27. A lot of people really dislike that WrestleMania and I I don't think that it gets enough credit for how decent it was. I think that everybody wants to wants to hate on the negatives of it and believe me there are definitely a lot of negatives on that show and I think I will touch on that show at a later date as we get closer to WrestleMania as I start pumping out WrestleMania content um but I enjoyed that show and I I stuck around for a little bit and it kind of dipped back into the uh you know the predictability of it and 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 I started to get a little jaded again and and, then, and I, I started to, to tune out and I stopped caring again all up until CM Punk and the Pipe Bomb. And when that happened, when Punk cut that Pipe Bomb and he broke that fourth wall and he was saying things like Ring of Honor and New Japan and and he's a Paul Heyman guy and, you know, hey Brock Lesnar or, hey Cole Cabana, how you doing? And all that stuff. And it was just, oh man, my itch came back and I felt... I felt an air of real change. I felt like the WWE was about to actually change for the better. And going into that Money in the Bank pay-per-view with that story and every week, everything that Punk was doing was so captivating and so just, I've got to see what he does next. I have to see what they do with Punk next. And that itch that I hadn't felt since I was a little kid had finally come back and And man, I was off for the races. And it wasn't just—it wasn't just that I was excited to be a wrestling fan again. I wasn't as jaded. I was more open-minded with everything that they did. I was—I was. It it just seemed like 2011. they they started to turn a corner. Guys like Daniel Bryan, you know, he went and won the Money in the Bank, and he was being used more. Punk was was doing his thing every week, and I was more open to the idea of John Cena, especially after the match that he and Punk had at Money in the Bank, which to this day. Is still one of my all-time favorite matches, and if I ever do a top ten uh, favorite match pod, that might be uh, that. that, well, that might no, not. Might that definitely will be on that pod. Um, I mean, that that crowd and the story that they told, uh, both going into the match and during the match and afterwards, and that whole night was just so perfect. And and I remember thinking, man, they're doing it. They're they're finally they're finally doing what we want. And Cody Rhodes had brought the classic Intercontinental title back. And Christian and Orton were having this incredible feud over the summer. And Brock was around. And it was just, it was fun to watch. You know, Kofi Kingston was, and, and Evan Bourne were tag champions. And and Beth had won the Divas title. And and it, it just felt like, yes, finally, they're, they're doing it. And, and they had this buildup of the, the rock was coming back. And when, you know, when I started watching wrestling, the rock was my guy um, and, and everyone loved the rock. Right. But, you know, it was either Stone Cold or the rock. And believe it or not, I didn't like Stone Cold at the time. I loved the rock. So when the rock came back, um, man, I, I, I was hooked. And you had punk and Jericho was coming back. And it was a fun time, I believe, from from 2011, 2012, 2013. And, and 2012 was a fun year, the year of Punk, and and he was hot and he was having matches with Daniel Bryan and Jericho and Cena and and, and he was killing it and then he finally turned heel again and, he, and they put him with Heyman and it was like, man, I can't believe they're giving us, they're giving us Heyman and, and Punk and they're cutting these promos every week and he's, he's talking about, you know, I am God and, and he's just doing incredible, incredible work and it just, I don't know, I just loved it, and and, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything about the show was perfect, because it definitely wasn't, but it was, there were there were parts of the show that I enjoyed thoroughly, and there were parts of the show that, that I wanted to see every single week, whether it was Daniel Bryan, whether it was Punk, whether it was, you know, it was Ziggler at the time it was so hot, and we all wanted Ziggler to be the champion, and 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 throughout that twenty twelve year, um, I mean, I was in, I was in hook line and sinker, and that was around the time at the end of the year where Shield came in, and I was a huge Seth Rollins fan. I from the minute that they signed him, and I, and I started hearing the buzz about, about oh they got Tyler Black and you know he's an FTW and and as time went on, oh he's having these matches with Dean Ambrose. And, and and they're they're killing it and he's 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 the guy and I I went out my way and I watched those matches and I thought, man, yeah, Seth Seth Rollins, they gotta get him on, on Raw. They've got to get him on SmackDown, one of the two. We need him. We need him on the show. He's the man. I mean I, I need to see more of him and and I, I didn't know anything about Dean Ambrose. I, I had no I had no idea about what he was doing as John Moxley. But I went and I looked him up and I looked at the promos that John Moxley was cutting and I thought this guy is the guy. Moxley is gonna be, or Ambrose is gonna be the the best heel, uh, to, to going on in the WWE. When they when they bring him up, he is gonna be the guy. And I couldn't wait for them to get called up. And then they went and signed Cesaro and and Ono, uh, and, and and they were in there. And, and I was I was like, man, yeah, we've got Punk and Brian on Raw and SmackDown, and and then eventually we're gonna get these these other indie guys up, and it's gonna be great. And when the Shield debuted. Uh, I wasn't actually watching, but when they debuted, and I was on Twitter and I saw everything that was going on, I was I was so pumped, and I and and I saw that Seth Rollins and Ambrose were together, and they were they were this thing, and they were and we all assumed that they were with Punk, and it was going to be all this crazy stuff, and I was just like my excitement was just so high at the time, like I didn't care if if you know X Y Z wasn't perfect. I didn't care. I just I just wanted to watch good wrestling, and I wanted to see the guys that I cared about brought up. And and throughout twenty thirteen, same thing. I mean, I, I I was all about it, and I did and I liked it. And there were things that I wanted to be better, and and and, and there were things that I, I I would have done differently. But I enjoyed the show, and that was all I really wanted. I just wanted to enjoy the show, and I did that all the way all the way up and up until the Daniel Bryan stuff, uh, and and you know everybody remembers that story and, and i nobody i I'm one of the guys I wanted Daniel Bryan to be the champion more than anything. We wanted to, to we wanted our guy to be the guy and we wanted to believe that if you were incredible in the ring and the crowd really got behind you that they would go with our guy. And when they didn't, I started to kind of sour a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and it, it looked like for a while there that they weren't going to go with him that you know they we were going to do some stupid feud with the Wyatts and we were going to get Randy Orton and Batista and you know I like Randy Orton a lot and I've grown to really like Batista but that wasn't what we wanted and it felt like they were starting to go away from what we wanted and, and it seemed like for a while they had a healthy mix of it you know they went and they gave Ziggler the world title and, and they had this incredible moment and, they, and you know Punk was the champion for 434 days, and then, as big a fan of The Rock as I was, I didn't want to see Punk lose the title to The Rock. I wanted to see CM Punk and John Cena, and and if if Cena was the guy that beats Punk after at that point would have been 500 days, I would have been fine with that because I knew they would have had a great match. And at that point, I wasn't I wasn't anti Cena. I was for Cena, and and at that point, Cena was starting to really come into his own as a wrestler and have incredible matches. So and and when and when they went and rehashed The Rock and and Cena again and then they and then they went on and, and it was the tease with Daniel Bryan and 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 they they refused to put the title on him and and all of that it just felt like they're they're dipping back into into what I hated and so I started to become a little jaded again I started to to to, to you know complain about things that I really shouldn't complain about and. You know they gave us Daniel Bryan finally at WrestleMania and it was an amazing moment and and you know again as I get as we get closer to WrestleMania season and I start pumping out WrestleMania content I'll talk about that WrestleMania more in depth but that was a moment of okay here we go and uh at that in 2014 man you look at, at some of the stuff they were doing the shield stuff and and it was all fun and and, and I don't know what it was maybe it was the authority maybe it was I don't know, but at that point, I started to I started to get burnt out again, and I started to I stopped caring as much, and I stopped watching every week, and I stopped everything. I don't know, and uh, it, it seemed like they were starting to go with Roman, and I wasn't sold on Roman like a lot of people were, uh, and I didn't want that, and I think that I started to to, to tune back out. And I did for the rest of 2014, I think. I think I, I think from the summer on, uh, pretty much after SummerSlam, I stopped caring and I stopped watching. And, um, you know, I wouldn't mind going back and seeing uh, some of the stuff I missed out on. But I don't think I missed out on a whole lot. You know, um, I came back around Royal Rumble time. And I remember watching that triple threat with Seth Rollins, John Cena, and uh, Brock Lesnar. And that's one of my favorite matches from that year. That was an incredible triple threat. And then they went and had Roman win, and we all knew it was coming, and the crowd booed, and the crowd booed, and the crowd booed, and they said that he was going to face Brock, a part-time guy, and you know Brock had went and ended the streak, and he went and he he dominated John Cena, and and, and then they were going to feed him to Roman, and, and, and we all felt that Roman wasn't ready, and I didn't want to see that. But... Wrestlemania is Wrestlemania and as much as I wasn't looking forward to Wrestlemania 31 I tuned in and I am glad I did because what I thought was going to be one of the worst Wrestlemanias of all time ended up being definitely one of my top five Wrestlemanias Um, you know one of the things I was worried about was Triple H and Sting I didn't want to see that Man, those guys, they went they went out there and they they pulled every gimmick out of that out of the box of gimmicks that they could. And that was not a great match, but a fun one. And everything from Triple H's entrance to the NWO and DX and they didn't spare any expense on on just throwing everything out the window and just and just throwing it all out there. And and the Roman and Brock match later on in the night was incredible. So good, in fact, that I was looking forward to their match at WrestleMania 34 by the time that came around. But the one in 31, God, that was, it was so good. And then the end was Seth Rollins cashing in, and it was the perfect ending. And it was like, all right, they're back. They're they're, they're going to do it. They're going to give us what we want. And and you're starting to see a theme here where they it's a give and take with WWE. And, and for a few years there, that was what I would do. I would come back for the Royal Rumble. I would stick around through Mania. And then I would stick around a little bit after WrestleMania, and then I would stop. I would lose interest, and I did that up until last year, all the way to, um, through WrestleMania 34. Um, once again, and, and from WrestleMania 33 up until the Royal Rumble, I think was the most uh, disinvolved I was as far as a wrestling fan. And I don't know what it was as, as far as where I was at in life, or or just where they were at, but I just didn't care. And I thought for sure in 2017 that I was done. And as great as the roster was and as great as the wrestling was, and, and I've gone back and I've watched a lot of the stuff that I missed out on, and there was a lot of good stuff that I didn't get to see as it happened. And, and, I, and I, I regret not watching at the time, but I just was so uninterested in what they were doing. Um, but for whatever reason, the WrestleMania season is WrestleMania season, and I tuned in for Royal, Royal, uh, Royal Rumble 2018... And it was a fun show. And they ended it with Rousey. And I was hooked again. And I watched through WrestleMania. But this time after WrestleMania, I stuck around. And slowly but surely, my love and passion for wrestling came back. Uh, to the point where, you know, here we are a year later. And uh, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so it's it's just funny how that works. It's funny how, how things just kind of play out. And, and the things that you... Maybe the perception that you have changes a little bit. And I think one of the things that I recognized at the time was no matter what, WWE, and more specifically Vince McMahon, Vince is going to do what he does no matter what. And realistically, the WWE hasn't really changed much over the years. Uh, from the time that I started to right now, um, the formula is the same. I mean, it really is. And and it's kind of hard for me to describe it, but, I mean, when you look back, even in the Attitude Era, I mean, a lot of what, I mean, the, the, the content and the themes are different, but you know, wrestler A is champion, and wrestler B wants to be champion, and we're gonna and we're gonna go to WrestleMania, and then they're gonna feud for three more months, and then we're gonna go on, and you know, some of the some of the stories are different, but the formula really is the same. Raw really is the same. SmackDown really is the same. It might not be as exciting, you know, it might not the stories might not be as good, but WWE as a as a, a content provider, we complain about things, but they've always done things the way that they're doing them. You know, I mean, it's... And that's, in my opinion, at least, I, I don't know any other way to describe it. Um, th- sure, there's differences. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, it's exactly the same. But what people want to hang their hat on, oh, and in 2002, they did this with this guy. And, and I don't know. I just think that people... They just want to. Ha- they just want to hang on to the past, and they and you know they don't want to buy into any of the guys and the guys and the girls that they have now. And uh, I don't know. It's a shame because I think that the product today is is solid. I really do. I don't. Is it the best it's ever been? No. Um, I mean, I think the biggest flaw that they have is there aren't any stars, and I think that's the biggest difference between now and then is that there aren't stars. You know, as as you look at the top guys, it's, it's Brock, it's Rhonda, Becky. Charlotte uh, Seth and then from there um, you know you could, you can argue AJ and, and Brian too but from there it's just a lot of a lot of talent that it's kind of start and stop but you know they've always done that they've always done the start and stop they've always had somebody you know it's on the cusp and and, and you know like, talking to go back to 2002 man. RVD, RVD was the most over guy in the company. Did they give him the world title? No, no. We of course we all wanted that, but nope, it was the game. They gave it, to, they gave it to Triple H. You know, fast forward, we wanted Booker T. No, well, they didn't want to give it to Booker T either. They they stuck, they kept with Triple H, and, and and you know, same, you know, Eddie Guerrero. They we wanted Eddie. Eddie was our guy, and and they put it on Bradshaw for nine months, and then they went with Cena. And I mean, the things that that people complain about now, I've seen people complain about since. 2007, when I first got on the internet. So it's... To say that it's so bad now is... I don't know. A little bit hypocritical. I think that it's never going to be as fun as it was when you first started watching. And I'm someone that I spent a lot of time watching on the network. And I'll watch stuff from last year. I'll watch stuff from 99. I'll watch stuff from the 80s. And largely, the, the formula is the same. And... For people that want to talk about, you know, Attitude Era this and Attitude Era that, a lot of stuff in the Attitude Era that was pretty garbage. There was a lot of fun stuff, and there were a lot of great stars, and there was a lot of fun, but it wasn't perfect, just like today's product. There's a lot of good stuff on today's product. It's not perfect, but you're going to get Seth Rollins having great matches on every pay per view. You're going to get, you know, Becky Lynch having great matches on pay per view. You're going to get, you know, you're gonna get good and bad, and that's how it's always been. It's never been perfect. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. It took me a little while to articulate that, but it's it's never been perfect, and and that's what people don't understand. And um, should you know, you know, if should we accept garbage? No. There's a difference, right? I think there's a difference in just blatantly accepting Randy Orton versus Batista in the main event of WrestleMania 30 versus hey, I would rather have AJ Styles versus so-and-so, but what we are going to get is still going to be really good. We're still going to get AJ Styles in a great match. I think managing our expectations goes a long way in enjoying the show. And, and when I came back as a fan last year, that's what I focused on, was managing my expectations and saying, you know what? Let me let them entertain me. Let me buy in a little bit. It's, it's my responsibility to enjoy it. And if I don't enjoy it, that's fine. That's no big deal. I don't have to watch the show. There are alternatives. I can stick around and just watch NXT. I can stick around and I can just watch old stuff on the network. I can go out of my way to find Ring of Honor. I can go out of my way to find New Japan. All Elite Wrestling is coming around soon. I can only watch that. I can still enjoy wrestling. I can still love what I love. Um, I I don't have to force myself to watch three hours of Raw every week. I don't have to force myself to watch something that I don't want to watch. But I also can give it a chance. I can also let stories develop. I can also sit down and say, you know what? Baron Corbin wasn't that bad. Was he a little bit insufferable for a few weeks there? I shouldn't say a few weeks. For a few months there, yeah. Did I need to see him for an hour every week? No. But did he improve as a character? I think so. I think that you, if you see Baron Corbin now... You see a guy that found his confidence at, at promos. Um, he's not bad, really, in the ring. He changed his look up. I mean, I'm not a fan of the slacks, of course, but you know, he, he cut that awful bald thing, and now he's just straight up bald. And you know, I'm I am a bald person, so like, hey, I you know, bald is beautiful. So more power to you, Corbin, <laughs> um, and. Uh, know, that's just one example of of what I see people complain about every week. Oh, Baron Corbin this, Baron Corbin that. Well, if you're complaining about him, he's doing his job. And I think he's pretty damn entertaining. Um, So I, I think that if, you know, managing expectations from time to time goes a long way in enjoying the show. And if you genuinely don't enjoy it, man, you don't have to watch it. You really don't and I know it's really easy to say that. And I know a lot of people hate when they hear people, when they hear us say, if you don't like it, don't watch. But I mean, I really don't think the show is all that bad. Is it the best in the world? No, you know, it's not new Japan. It's not going to be, you know, strong style every, every single week. And, And I wish that certain, certain guys and girls were used better. You know, I wish that, um, that the, the Raw tag division was stronger. You know, I wish that we could have the Revival go out there and have actual promos and real legit build to their matches at pay-per-views. And I wish that, you know, the Cruiserweight title wasn't relegated to the kickoff show. I would love to see that actually incorporated to the main pay-per-views every single month. You know, I wish that Shinsuke Nakamura was used better. I wish that Rusev Day was used better. I wish that, you know, I wish a lot of things. But I also can turn on Raw and say... Awesome. Let's see what they're going to do with Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. Let's see where they're going to go with Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Becky Lynch's story seems intriguing. If they add Charlotte, so what? Charlotte's great. Would I rather see Becky and Ronda one-on-one? Absolutely. I think those two deserve the WrestleMania main event. Not a WrestleMania main event. The WrestleMania main event, the last match on the show, Becky and Ronda. That's what it should be. But Charlotte is my favorite female wrestler. If they add her, I'll be happy because I know it'll be a good match. Everybody wants to hate on the idea of Charlotte being in that match. Should she be in it? No. Does she deserve to be in it? Kind of. She's one of the best wrestlers in the company, male or female. And if they do add her to it, the story will be fine because so far it has been, and the match will be good. I don't see why that is the worst thing in the world. And that's the problem, is everybody just wants what they want and they want to complain when Vince doesn't give it to them. Well, newsflash, that's Vince McMahon. That's how he is. That's what you're gonna get. They've done these things, they've done things this way for 50 years, and that's that's what we're gonna have to deal with as fans. Um, and that's just, that's just part of the show, uh, unfortunately. So I don't know. I kind of went on a tangent there. I went on a little bit of a rant, but, um, there's nothing that I care about more than wrestling. And at the end of the day, I'm a fan, I'm just a dude, you know? I love wrestling. More often than not, I'm watching wrestling. And I try to watch as much as I can outside of WWE. I try to watch New Japan when I can. I try to watch Ring of Honor. I will most definitely start watching All Elite Wrestling when it becomes available. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, Kenny Omega signing is the right move. As much as I would have loved to see him in the WWE, as much as I would have loved to see him and AJ, him and Finn, him and Seth, um, him a litany of other, you know, him and Shinsuke. I mean, there's so many so many talented wrestlers in WWE right now. It's not even funny. I would have loved to see Kenny Omega get in there with those guys. Um, but a, a star with his star power, a guy with his star power going to a startup company um, that I want to see be successful and viable is I mean it's it's necessary right like it's it's what we need it's what it's what all elite wrestling needs it needs a guy that can be a top guy that that people tune in to see because as great as 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 Cody is as great as the Bucks are uh Hangman Pac Jerry even Jericho they need that fide top superstar and that's what Kenny Omega is and 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 I was gonna watch anyway but Now I have a reason to tune in, and I have somebody that I can definitely get behind. And uh, I I don't know how you could be a wrestling fan and not be excited for all elite wrestling. Um, You know, I know it's part of the internet to see negativity, but every time I get on Twitter and I see someone complaining about, oh, you know, we don't know anything about them yet. They're just a startup company, blah, blah, blah. I mean how wh- I mean what more do you need you know the track record of Kenny Omega you know the track record of the bucks you know the track record of Jericho and PAC and there are so many talented wrestlers that they've signed uh, S C U um you know i uh, uh the lucha brothers i mean it goes on and on and on and there's a lot of guys in there that i don't i don't know anything about cuz i don't keep up with indie wrestling as much as i should so there's there's guys in there like a jimmy havoc like a, like a jungle boy um you know on the women's side britt uh, Brit baker who I've, I've i watched her match at all um, at all in um uh, Kylie Rae, ray nyla rose all those all those all those you know talented wrestlers that i'm excited to see what they have like it's a whole alternative. It's a it's a, a brand new product. I don't see how you could not be excited about that. You know, we are in an era right now where there is just so much good wrestling. You know, even if you're upset about the direction of some of those WWE storylines, you know you can tune tune in every single week and you're gonna get a couple of good matches, whether it's on Raw, SmackDown, Two O Five, NXT, uh, NXT UK. I mean, the product is just it's just incredible right now. I mean, it's just it, there's just so many talented wrestlers in the world and there are so many uh, Ways for us to watch wrestling and I don't know how you can't help but just be excited about it You know, I mean there's not enough time in the day almost to watch all this wrestling It's, it's really why I don't you know, keep up with Ring of Honor every single week or New Japan every single week or or whatever I, I watch it as I can because There's just too much out there and adding in all the wrestling. It's just I'm, I'm giddy. I'm geeked. I'm excited I, I can't wait I can't wait to see how it is. I'm excited for Double or Nothing. Um and it's just it's a fun time. 2019 is a crazy time right now. There's so much going on with with wrestlers wanting to leave WWE and um it's 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 just a fun time right now, you know. We're going into WrestleMania season, which is the most exciting time anyway. And then you also have the build up to Double or Nothing and they've already announced that Hangman Page and PAC will will have a match. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm a big fan of Hangman. I think if anybody has, uh, has not seen him, um, wrestle at all, uh, they're going to be in for a treat. Um, I think he's, he's a star in my opinion and, uh, you know, WWE, I think he's a guy that would have fit in perfectly with WWE. And I think that he'll be a, a big time guy in, in AEW. So I'm excited about, about what he and PAC do. Um, and I'm excited to see how that card forms, I'm um, excited to see the the TV network that they land. A lot of rumors on a TNT or a TBS. Um, I mean, if that's the case, <laughs> that's that's incredible. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you can't tell, I'm just a guy that loves wrestling. Um, it's 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 my biggest passion in the world. You know, as much as I love, you know, basketball and football, uh, as much as I love Star Wars and Marvel movies and. And another, just nerdy things, you know. That's at the end of the day. That's what I am. I'm just a big nerd. I'm just a big nerd, a big nerd for this stuff. And um, I hope that my passion shows through the microphone that I'm talking into. And I hope that people kind of resonate with, with what I'm saying. And uh, I hope that it clicks with some people out there. So if you if you clicked on this episode today, um, I really do appreciate it. I really, really do appreciate you uh, letting me tell my story a little bit and kind of go off on a little bit of a rant on the state of the wrestling business today as as I see it. Um, uh, hopefully the the my personality shows a little bit better. I know the last couple couple of pods have been, you know, so so I'm still trying to trying to figure out uh, what this is, what this show is, and and my voice and my confidence in this. And um, you know, if you're if you're listening, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot to me. If you're sharing it, I really do appreciate it. Um, I I really want this to turn into something that uh, is fun. And that people click with and that people enjoy. Um, but that's enough of me for the day, I think. Um, thank you for clicking. Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me tell my story. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I hope everyone uh, has a good weekend. I hope the week has been good. And, uh, you know, give me a follow on Twitter at that wrestle pod. Uh, like me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash that wrestling pod. Uh, let everyone know what I'm doing let your friends know if if you if you have friends that are looking for another guy to, to chat wrestling with uh, you know let them know let them know what I'm doing if 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 you're if you're vibing with what I'm doing um, just keep going keep uh keep keep listening keep following I appreciate it I'm gonna try my best to pump out as much content as I can and I will be um, next week looking for. Uh, elimination chamber thoughts or not thoughts predictions elimination chamber predictions and i will be ranking the top 10 in my opinion elimination chamber matches so uh, that'll be next week look out for that probably tuesday or wednesday as i try to find a more consistent day of the week to put these out i know i've been kind of uh, uh just as i can hopping on the mic and calling it in the ring so um let me know let me know um how i'm doing if you don't mind uh, shout me out! I'm most active on Twitter, like I said, at that Wrestle Pod. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you if you like what I'm doing. If you hate what I'm doing, let me know. Um, you know, talk shit to me. I don't care. Uh, I just want some interaction. So, um, you know, again, thanks, guys. I know I'm I'm sounding like a broken record here at this point, but thank you so much if you're listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, keep on keeping on.